Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. Okay, you guys, I have a history lesson for you. A gay history lesson. Oh, God. I know. In 1994, a gay Republican was outed on the House floor. That rhymed. So his name was Rep. Rep. Representative Steve Gunderson from Wisconsin, a Republican. The guy who was and outed. He, the guy who was outed. And he, it was a kind of a known secret in circles. And up until that point, there had only been a handful of uh people who came out in Congress, I think at three up until that point. And he was outed by a fellow Republican during a speech about uh, LGBTQ abortion or um, adoption bill. Uh, and his fellow Republican, Bob Dornan, a Christian conservative who <clears throat> lost his reelection, I think two years later <laughs> after that, um, said on the floor, my fellow Republican, referring to Gunderson, has a revolving door in his closet. He's out, he's in, he's out, he's in. However, Gunderson turned what this moment would have been a negative for a lot of people into a positive. He, and this was in 1994. 1994. Now, just understand the landscape. You know, the, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell conversation had just started. Yeah. Clinton is just getting into office. The health care bill was a disaster. He was about to lose the um, the majorities in the House and the Senate. It right. was about to become, it was supposed to have this, a Republican landslide was about to happen in November. This happened in May. Right. And the time of sort of Personal po- politics became very personal and polarized. If you're looking for a time when that started, you can look to this time. It's really Newt Gingrich. Yep. Yeah, that whole era. And this video, the video, by the way, is fa- of of this happening. Is it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Oh, I couldn't find it. It's, oh, it's really on C-SPAN. Yeah, have, it's there. It, yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but Gunderson, he I I, he was the fourth I member of Congress outed C-SPAN. while while in, in office, and um, he followed Jerry Studs, John Hinson, and Barney Frank famously. Um, Love Barney Frank. And he ran for re-election in his rural Wisconsin district as an openly gay man, which w- would probably be a, a, a hard win as a Republican to get. But he won, and he served one more term before retiring. He didn't lose his last election. He retired from Congress, and he became the only Republican vote to vote against the Defense of Marriage Act mm. in 1995. Why which, did he? Def- uh, uh, he became a big supporter, I mean, a very open supporter of gay rights. I'm sure some of so, his past so votes were. So I guess let's get to the, the, we'll get to the fun stuff, is that I think that's what makes him stand out a little bit, is that uh, there are Republicans who have been openly gay. Yeah. And I guess their voting records have been mixed. I guess Jim Colby did vote for the well, Republican. Well, Jim Colby, just to give some point here, Jim Colby okay. is often cited as you know one of the more famous examples. But he actually was outed after Gunderson, and he voted for the Defense of Marriage wow. Act, but he was outed during that process. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. astounding. So he kind of took the opposite Holy path wow. than Gunderson. Mm-hmm. Gunderson became... A very politically active, openly still Republican gay man, even though he's not a Trump supporter. And he does think that Pete Buttigieg is, you know, an interesting and very smart candidate. Um, but he's still a Republican. And he went Did on. Did you to say s- he's a Trump supporter? 
No, no he's, he's against not. Trump. Oh, God. He's against it. Trump. Uh, and he said that, and this is a quote from him, he was give, talking to the advocate, to be honest, I might be the only person in America who didn't think it was such a horrible experience, Gunderson recalled. Uh, rather, I honestly saw it as an opportunity. First, Dornan and other extremists way overpaid their, played their hand with an issue. When an issue debate resorts to personal attacks, it's like saying we can't win on our own merit, so we'll attack you instead personally, which is a really interesting way of looking at it because it's true. If If you take a debate about a political issue and you turn it into a personal attack, that clearly well, means you're, you're the, what you have going yeah. for you isn't so strong. Yeah, but I feel like they kept winning that debate for, for many years to come. But so he I, said, I don't he, agree with him. But what I appreciated, because this is a, from an article in um, The Advocate mm-hmm. called How Outing mm-hmm. a Republican 25 Years Ago Changed Politics Forever. He said um, he remembered thinking at the time that the most important thing he could do was be calm and strong yeah. and that that type of response would win the larger debate, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's, 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 Quoting basically Michelle Obama saying, "When they go low, we go high." Yeah, it's so um, admirable that in that moment, he in 1994 was able to quickly, res- you know, re- re- respond to the attack with, you know, grace and yeah. elo- eloquence. And I think in some way because he, it was a fairly open secret in Washington D.C. that he was gay. And, yeah, you know, the writer of this article in the Advocate talks about seeing him at a gay bar before he was before he came out as gay. Gunderson came out as gay, and so it was a fairly open secret. Whereas you have people like you know Mark Foley, for example, who a Republican in 2006 who was outed during the 2006 congressional page sex scandal. He was living a different kind of life. He was mm-hmm. he was literally living a secret and creating this sort of fake identity of being happily. I think he was married. I don't know if the divorce oh, wow. happened. Like there was a whole thing there that it was false pretenses. Whereas right. Gunderson was literally being a public servant so and not was, making it's easier. It's I don't know if it was easier. I don't know if it was easier, but he didn't have the family assets to that were that were on the line with his outing. Like it was just him. He didn't seem frenetic yeah. in his response. And mm-hmm. what's, I mean, ironically, it feels like although he could have set a tone, there's been nothing but, it, especially in, in the Bush era, this continual trope of these <clears throat> hardcore right wing Republicans. Well, it started here, though. I mean, right, but he was a I'm losing saying... battle from, he was out, he would have been, he would have lost his election in 1996 if he had ran, I think. It, it yeah. had gotten that bad for Republicans, especially moderate Republicans. But I'm talking about the ones where every, every now and then you just, another gay, another right wing Republican who like voted against gay rights would be, you know, outed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it happens it, with Democrats too. There was James McGreevy. Jim McGreevy. Jim, in Jim New McGreevy. Jersey. But in New Jersey. Oh, he didn't vote right. against, he didn't do anything against, I mean, no, he said, no, he, said he wasn't, he wasn't he was in for a gay marriage. with a woman and, yeah. Uh, and was outed, I think, via like a sex scandal. Of yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He's become a really big advocate, you know, supporting oh. lots of different great gay causes. Um, and he's even, I think, trying to be a priest. <laughs> well, anyway, let's salute. Well, uh, and we, I mean, I think we should note yeah. now that there are ten openly LGBTQ members of Congress, all Democrats. Love it. There are no Republicans at this point. Um, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting place to be in. It's not a lot. That it really isn't a lot. Uh no, not for what? 535. Yeah. 535 members of Congress. Well, represent Steve Gunderson, we salute you. <laughs> kind of. Salute, <laughs> salute. Kind of. And um I still I still want and, to and, and, Brent uh, doesn't give a shit about you though. Yeah, true. <laughs> 
not even joking. We are. We're joined by uh, today by such a funny comedian, Ever Maynard. Thank you for Welcome, having me. Welcome, Ever. Thank you, Thank you so much. You were in the Netflix movie The Feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, What'd you feel? And... <laughs> tits. <laughs> I'll be honest. Rubbing those boobies like you want to be honest. Can we please use the word tits? Yeah, okay. Can we be respectful? I've been thinking a lot about lesbian sex lately. Why? Oh, interesting. Why? Why? Elliot, Elliot. Does, does sort of like love lesbian Life. You mean just sleeping next to someone? <laughs> well, there's a part of <laughs> just sleeping. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I Don't the tokenize guys know, now. Don't tokenize. I know, as the guys know, I've done a big, massive unfollowing recently on Instagram. You had a purge. You had a purge. I purged all the insta-gay men that made me nuts and made me yeah. so angry and whatever. And so now my feed is literally cupcakes and rescue dogs and lesbian. I love following lesbian families and gay male families too. Sure. But I just love lesbian families, and that's my that's my that's my like (laughs) kink on Instagram. But then I'm like, I never. I'm always thinking. I've been thinking lately, like, what what gay guys are were so conditioned with sex. It's Mm -hmm. so central to every part of our lives. Our our news media, our entertainment. And and like the guys have made fun of me because for this, for our podcast, like I'll pick and choose topics and subjects and I try to make them Diverse and talk about trans people and 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 men and, and women. Then we berate him for the choices he makes. Well, they we were making changes. fun of me because I was pulling from the site Autostraddle. Oh That's yeah, right. okay. And they're like, "What's Autostraddle, <laughs> you loser?" You and I'm loser. like, "It's a very <laughs> popular and reputable site for lesbians." Mm-hmm. But I never actually. St- I literally like, thought it was like an auto change. Yeah, shop. it sounds. Yeah. It sounds like a process that it happens just means, less so than a Isn't Autostraddle like self? It's master. What? What is? I don't know. I think it's like auto. Someone obsessed self. with lesbians. You yeah, should I know. know. You should I really should know. know. Do you yeah. know? Well, I used to do freelance work oh. for them, but I don't know oh. if any of my stuff is still up there. Oh, gotcha. Well, I don't I, remember yeah. if it was them or like After Ellen that got bought out by like after huge. Ellen, I think it did. was After Ellen. Yeah, that's right. But that was actually like a good site. After so Ellen. was Autostraddle. I never. I don't know Autostraddle, yeah, but no I remember reading After Ellen a lot. Yeah, I still. Yeah. I mean, I pull yeah. from off from After Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> There's After Ellen and After Elton. After right. After Elton. Yes. Oh. I really think it should be After Harvey, not Elton. It's just. It is wild. I mean, when Harvey I Harvey Milk. Oh, was, uh, <laughs> Jesus! Weinstein yeah. Ellen too soon. Harvey. <laughs> yeah. What other Harveys in your life? Yeah. It's just wild to go if I'm if I'm just pulling content for to talk about on the podcast. It's like. I'll go to After Ellen or I'll go to uh, I'm glad that you're like, ever's going on. I better go to After <laughs> no, Ellen. No, no. <laughs> Guys, I can finally even... talk about my lesbian <laughs> Instagram content. It's not, I wasn't even planning on talking about this. I'm just saying yeah, that. Right. I'm just yeah. saying. It was on his mind day one. That when I, yeah. yeah, what was the point you were going to make? My point is that when I, it is so wild to go to, to like try to pull stuff from like the gay guy sites, Toll Road and mm-hmm. Queer Tea. Mm-hmm. And they are so hypersexual. Yeah. And then I go to like After Ellen or Autostraddle, and they're just so much more thoughtful. And there's more to talk about than just sex. You also, you do tend to put a lot of your own sort of like narrative about lesbians or things. You project it into the content that you're looking for. Whereas, like, and I think. Speaking for me. I think you. I do think I do think you would probably like like for example the L word or or you know there 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 are hypersexual <laughs> yeah, yeah, examples yeah, yeah, yeah. of lesbian content yeah. in the world that yeah. 
aren't made by just men to be sexualized for lesbians. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, I did you ever watch that? I secretly watched it because I wasn't yeah, out, out, and yeah. then I watched it. Yeah. once I was out. Then you're like binge. I mean, and it's I a like, sexy oh show. What's what's more? What's more um, sexual, Queers Folk or the L Word? I never watched Queers Folk, so I, I can did, only I think say the L word. word. I think the L Word, because when I watched some of the L Word, I, rem- I remember it was very sexual. It was very intimate. It was very much about the mm-hmm. romance element, whereas I think Queers Folk was, I don't think they could show a lot. Right? They did show, I, mm. I did like on the L Word, there was like the dirty dog, like the Shane, mm. the hit it and quit it. And I was like, that's nice that we can have some representation as... Yeah. Yeah, hey, there's some gross lesbians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Did you ever have? Did you ever have a gross phase? Oh gosh, no. I was. <laughs> oh gosh, no. I, I love that. Oh gosh, no. I, I tried. I had a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> I had one one night stand, and I had a panic attack. And she was like, "Are you okay?" Oh, wow. And I was like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> "You couldn't speak. Like, you gotta go." <laughs> oh my god. So I actually get that a lot too. Sometimes when I when I when I hook up with someone. I, I find myself kind of spiraling. I mean, you guys have been witness to this many yeah. times. Spiraling specifically with STDs um, and all these things. Sometimes afterwards you're like, why did I... I don't know. I guess I also have that... Um, even though I'm not religious, I have that kind of religious Same. Okay. infused thing of like, once yeah. you come, you're shamed. You feel weird and awful. Mm-hmm. Uh and regretful. I do that. Oh. I definitely feel regretful after that. Sometimes. That makes me sad. <laughs> that makes... Well, no, I mean, not every single time, but just, you know, sometimes if I've maybe pushed my limits a little bit or. Are we talking about ideologically regretful or the the inherent um, feeling that will often follow, even just like jerking off where you're like, I'm disgusted. This is disgusting. Yes, yeah. That. That. That, that doesn't yeah. feel religious to me. That feels more just like. I don't know. I think that's like a biological thing, isn't it? To have shame about masturbating? No, it's not biological. Yeah, that's your brain yeah. wants you to do it. It's a yeah. thing. Um, that's oh. totally a learned thing. There's nothing biological about the shame of what a body is supposed to do. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Fortune said on this that Los Angeles lesbian community mm-hmm. is like surprisingly sexual and aggressive when it comes to dating. Oh, yeah. I don't date within the Los Angeles. Oh, really? You don't? Oh, no. did you do like long distance? Yes, actually. Um, Or like when I moved out here, I was in a long-term monogamous relationship and then we split up and then I was single for a little while and I I just real like it just felt like a uh, bunch of pit vipers really <laughs> if you guys oh. need a sound but it just felt like <laughs> we don't need a sound bite if you need a sound bite hilarious a bunch of la pit viper lesbians in what way like well, what? it was just like everybody knew each other and there was a lot of like felt brimmed hats and like bomber jackets sure, <laughs> and sure. i just couldn't do it felt and, brim hats and it was That's just like, like a fedora no like the little cowboy hats oh that yeah, are, like, yeah yeah really oh, cool yes yes <laughs> and i was like i can't do this wait so you date long distance well not really, but I was in a long distance relationship, right. which we tried to make work, and then ultimately it didn't. How how yeah. far away? How distant was yeah. she? Like <laughs> Bakersfield or Ireland? Uh, closer to Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> but it was finally it was like half and half, you know. Mm, yeah. And then finally it was just like too much. Oh. So gosh. how did what like 
how I, do you date now? I guess naturally. Like, yeah. I meet people. Like, I, yeah. before. You know, when you're least expecting. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like a rom com. I'm like, yeah. Oof. Standing there with your mocha. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I like wait for like her to like run into me. And I'm like, oh, I'm so <laughs> What hot. did you do? Slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Is that oat milk? cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm also like not in a place to date yet. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And How so? Just like emotionally, I'm just yeah. not ready. Yeah. And that's like a weird, I was just like, I was at a dinner party and my friend, and this is so well meaning, was like, So who are you dating now? And I was like, It's literally been two weeks. <laughs> you know, like, we've been in a relationship for three years. Oh, like, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those. Right. It's like, yeah. What am I, a gay man? No, right. I didn't realize, but I was like, So yeah. funny. But it feels like right now it's like this culture of like, Okay. Now next. And it yeah, was like, yeah. before, even if it's like, I mean, obviously one night stands don't work for me because I'm just like, <gasps> have I hurt you? <laughs> have I hurt me? <laughs> Are your feelings okay? And it was like, a, I can't do it. You know, it's funny because I I've, i don't know if it's because I'm a guy or if I just have really understanding friends, but I've almost always been single my whole life. And I've never had people my friends it's just i'm just kind of the single guy and i've never had friends put any pressure on me about dating or getting married or you haven't never i not that i can remember i've never had one person be like come on man what are you doing why are you always single oh wow it's a very jew i mean i'm jewish so i, it's I mean like... i was gonna say i mean have you from our friends not from our friends, but from my family. I mean, the moment oh, they announced sure. gay marriage, my mom was like, where's the ring? You know, like, wow. Im- immediately she's like, getting yeah. ready. Yeah. I-, I don't, I mean, I guess not not friends, but also, I mean, I-, I don't know if you've experienced this too, but there is definitely an inherent feeling of being the the gay, the, the third wheel in friendships yeah. and, f- group, oh. fr- you know, sure. friends and groups. Because it was a heterosexual dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. Okay. It, it, it's. I mean, to this day, it still feels weird, even in like a liberal city with liberal friends who are mm-hmm. considerate. What feels weird that you're yeah. single? Feeling feeling like the the gay, the gay other at the, the at the party oh, at the wedding really? or whatever. Yeah, for sure. That's oh, interesting. See, I I've find never I, felt that way. Yeah, I find in so especially in urban cities and social situations with other queer people that. I'm often the anomaly because I'm in a relationship, like, and uh, you know, a monogamous one at that. Like, mm. I'm. It feels almost strange to be in one. I was just all, uh, having a conversation. It almost feels strange to, say, like, oh yeah, monogamous, and people are like, really? Yeah, and exactly. It's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Am right. I bad? It almost like... is like it's against, <laughs> it's against. Yeah, the queer current narrative to choose something that mm. might be a little heteronormative. Yeah. It, well, if you consider it that way. Listen like... up, pit vipers. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think there are a lot of gay couples that are in monogamous relationships. Of course. Right. Yeah. But right. the nar- I think the narrative right yes, now yes, is I to agree. be open and very 2019, and which is great mm-hmm. yeah. if that works for you. But yeah. if it doesn't. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Ever, you're from the South, right? Yeah. You have like Southern roots. Yeah. So what was your, because you also Where referenced at one point oh. coming out when, or uh, uh, watching L Word when you came out. So what was yeah. your process like? Well, I'm from a town of 800 people. Wow. Oof, yeah. In Texas, right? Yeah, rural Texas wow. called wow. Little River Academy. And like, that's the, the town side of Texas. In or Texas. Where? It's in the it's not too far from Waco. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Burn the mother down. <laughs> 
<laughs> what an exciting day at school. Uh, I didn't quite shit. realize what we were watching, but I was excited to see a house burn oh, on TV. Wow. Right, right. My parents... There's that HGTV show that shoots there now. Uh huh. The Chip and Joe. What's Chip the... and Joe. Chip and Joe. Yeah. What's the name of it? I forget. Takes it's... his home makeover. It's like makeover but, thing. Man, yeah. they oh, were yeah, so smart. Makeover. They've really built a great. They really yeah. they shoot in Waco. Yeah, yeah, they're around. They're in the Waco area. Wow. That's yeah. distinct. Uh, but yeah, so what was that like? I mean, was your family really well, conservative? Or? N- my family's really supportive. I feel really lucky about mm-hmm. this. But I think everybody but me knew I was gay. Because mm-hmm. growing up, they'd be like, we love you no matter what. Like, if you're like Ellen, it's okay. And if you're like Ellen. I was so, in- they would tell me that. And I was like, because I wear vests and I dance. And I'm like, I was so nervous. I was like the high school mascot, you know. Wow. And like, oh my God, that's yeah. so funny. Like, you were the high school mascot? I loved it. What All was American. the mascot? It was a bumblebee. Wow. It was four arms. Did you, have, did you have a helmet on? It was a big f- so your face Head was covered. I mean, imagine a, a large bumblebee. Oh my god! Outfit and like. Did you do somersaults and shit? I couldn't. I was a little. Um, uh, well, I was a husky girl. <laughs> Not very flexible. Um, but you know, grown men thought it was funny to hump the bee stinger, uh, and I would be like, "I'm a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an grown actual man. large bee." <laughs> Woof. They're so oh, drunk. No. So funny. You know, one of the things that I find so fascinating—I so know funny. that was one of my favorite moments, maybe of all time. One of the things I just find so fascinating is—is, is, you know, we 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 stereotype. Re- reasonably so, small cities, big cities, is being gay friendly, not gay friendly, <laughs> and then you all, there's always exceptions where you hear about someone who comes from a very conservative small town in Texas, mm-hmm. and their family is 100 percent ready for them to come out, uh, and then encouraging you, no less. And of course, mm-hmm. there's a, there could be a family two doors down that was the exact opposite, and the it, same thing I can happen a friend, in L.A. It was that, yeah. actually. Um, and he had that experience and he came out in high school and I w- was witnessing it and there and just I think that was part of it. I was actually out he was, of fire. Like, punished for it? Well, we intercepted a lot of conversion therapy mail. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm not going to tell a story, but yeah, mind yeah. to tell. Um, but Yikes. I was outed by the Temple Daily Telegram. Oh. Um, huh? I would love to speak about this publicly. Because yeah. um, I told my mom, so when I came out, I was in Chicago, and this girl came up and gave me her number when I worked at Starbucks. And um, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to... That's this is for me because I had a boyfriend named Chaz and we dry humped and he saw my tits once and I cried. <laughs> so anyway, Chaz is great. So patient. I love Chaz that is the best <laughs> yeah. not straight name ever. Tall, tall man. And I mean, jeans on dry humping. Wow. Till wow. we both climax. That's- oh no. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That is so wow. Fun. How old were you? Like twenty-two. Oh my yeah. god! Wow. Would have been like going to bound down or something. Come stains. Come Jeez, stains. I know. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you, Chaz. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank you, Chaz. <laughs> Thank you for that process. We love your mother. How did you get out? Wait, no. Wait, yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. So you got that. You got your. So the there number. was a bar. It's now closed and turned into a church called <laughs> Buckaroo's Bar and Grill, oh. and not a gay bar. Um, and I was doing like a hometown show, and the news, like it was like, oh, cool, like Central Texas, like uh, Temple was the next biggest city, so they were like, they interviewed me for the show. 
And this was like in November. And I remember sitting outside, like doing this interview. And the lady was asking really nice questions. And then was like, so you're gay. I saw like, I did some research online. And it wasn't that I was hiding it, but I wasn't like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> no know? rainbow flags. Yeah. Right, right. Like, you didn't have no an It Gets Better video. It was winked at, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then she goes, so are you going to be gay on stage? And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. She was like, are you going to talk about gay things? And I, I remember asking her, I was like, why do, you, why do you need to know? She goes, just to warn the readers. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> warn them okay. how. The, yeah. the front page, warning. <laughs> do not go to the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wow. should have said that, but it was like Ever Maynard, comma, lesbian. No. Bring brings hometown cheer. Not even your no age. They way. could at least put your age. I first. mean, yeah. Did it really say that? Yeah, front page news. <laughs> yeah. Above the, the fold. <laughs> wow. My little headshot. So your mom oh saw God. that first. Well, no, I told my mom before the newspaper came out. I was like, God. I have a feeling that they're gonna out me. So she was like, Let me tell your dad. So this is actually really sweet. She went. F- Cause we have an old, like it's like an old farmhouse. There's like a little long hallway. <laughs> it was a barn, rural Texas. <laughs> Got it. And, um, Noted. She goes, "I'll tell your father, or at least let him know you have something to talk to him about." And I came in there, and he was like, "I already know. I've known for so long." And he was crying, and he gave me a hug. Oh, and I was oh, like, "Oh my god!" It was a very like sweet oh, moment. I picture your your dad being. Like, He's a carpenter. He's yes, a big burly guy. Big and. Look at my shoulders. Yeah, look, look at what that. you're doing, like, right? Yeah, it, it actually it does great. it does get me when like a really big guy. It you does, know what I mean? For some reason, it's like accepting a weird... and loving, and I'm just like, give me a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it, but isn't that strange? Because you're like, why wouldn't big guys be gay friendly? But I don't know. I also feel the same way. I think it's because there's an aggression maybe there in a lot of ways, and then when they're softies, well, uh, it's that's projected yeah. aggression. What? A, yeah, a projected aggression. Well, of on course big it's people. projected, but I yeah. feel like society, like you see a big Patriot. guy and you're like, oh my god. My see, mom is afraid that... of big people. Mm. She literally will be like, I don't, I don't like him. He's too big. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> he was he was really tall. Wow. I was like, all right, size this <laughs> <Jesus>. much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel maybe that's my issue with the pit vipers. Maybe I'm projecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, aggression. I also I do want to ask you. Okay. So you've had lots of journeys in your life, but mm-hmm. one was with your hair. Yeah. You have we, a great hair journey. You do have a Thank great you. hair journey. Can we talk Even the about mullets? It? Yeah. I washed it so it's like, you know when you first wash your hair and it hasn't really yeah. sunk in? Hasn't yeah. settled yet. But yeah. yeah, it's got an Einstein vibe right now. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I would say punk rock Einstein. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like when I think of you, I think of your hair first. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you have like good, like cool hair. Thanks. Do you but, want to explain it? I just think of you. When I think of you, I think you have cool hair. Okay. Thank you. I just, wow. There you go, Elliot. There, there, it's hair and then every... <laughs> no, I mean, but why don't we get into her journey and, okay. and let's explain the hair because... Yeah. Well, it all started... Okay, I can remember the f- two big things. And this is... I don't know if we want to go to elementary school. Yes. Oh, which I think definitely I was like, oh, I'm a boy. I'm a, Why do I like girls? I must be a boy kind of weird thing. And I noticed <laughs> this boy would gel his hair back. Mm-hmm. Slick it oh back like God. a helmet, so oh. I would do that. Yes, and the teachers would be like, "He's got a helmet head," and I'd be like, "Me too." And they were like, "Get away, you weird girl!" And then I permed my hair for many years throughout wow. elementary and middle school. My mom let me perm my hair, and then in sixth grade, when we moved to Little River, I had I the perm was kind of coming out, so it was like straight. <laughs> 
but then I would purposely <laughs> gel and curl my bangs oh, and keep no. whatever residue wow. of perm was still <laughs> in there. That's intense. And that was like my first impression to all these like rednecks. Um, Holy moly. <laughs> just like, I'm from the big city. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They're like wearing Hollister and like Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Roll up in my Kmart. <laughs> whatever. Thinking I was cool. Not even good enough for Walmart. No, man. Damn, you don't understand. Layway at Kmart. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Eat from Aldi's, get in the Kmart. <laughs> we didn't have an Aldi's. Then when I moved to Chicago, of course, I had the queer mullet and then razored my own hair. Where in Chicago well, were you? Oh, wow. I lived, well, not like to the thing, but the razor layer mullets. Yeah. And, um, I lived in Uptown, Logan Square, and Lincoln Square. Oh, wow. And Uptown's very you... lesbian me. And was it a Tegan and Sarah mullet? Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. But then when I moved out here, I still had a mullet, but it was very much teeter-tottering on the edge of, like, Justin Boots mullet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kind of like, oh, this is not trendy anymore. This is just getting (laughs) kind of sad. (laughs) And then I had the... Big wave Jonathan Taylor Thomas cut oh, the Devin oh, wow. Sawa. Yeah, yes. sure, yes. sure. And then I did a little yeah. undershave with that. We're all on board with that. She's yeah. so brave. You are so brave. You what? Are... Getting the Devin Sawa? You are just brave. You're brave. <laughs> I love them. You're brave. Attractive man. And then I did a, an undershave with brown hair. Well, like, and... a, like an Ellie, like an Ellie Goulding Skrillexy. Well, I feel like I don't that's know the half you just shave. Said. Yeah. I don't understand. Oh yeah, that's the half. I shave. did a big undershave. Oh cool. Um, but I know what you're talking about, like the little... Yeah. Do people say stuff to you in public about your hair? Do you get a lot of compliments? <laughs> in public? You said that like an accusation. No, do people but do you get a say lot of stuff to you? I was like, oh, well, what, no, was, no, but... what are they saying to you <laughs> about me? No, that's obviously not what I meant. I just mean like, because you do, you take really, you have really cool hair, you take bold stances. Oh, thank like, you. Do you, do, do people say stuff? Like, do you get positive feedback? I get um, sir a lot, and I think that's <laughs> probably a mix of things. But sometimes when it's really styled, they're like, rawr, rawr. yeah. Um, but yeah, I get like cool hair. I did yeah. a shoot, and the girl was like, oh wow. And yeah. then I don't. I want my roots. I don't know. It's a process. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I have to say <laughs> yeah. this might be a good place. I'm still the mental picture of you in a bee costume with a drunk dude humping yeah, your little. This is the funniest thing. I'm a little girl in here, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Well, the stinger was half was half my body height. Oh no! <laughs> it was big. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> this is a little girl. I picture you as a very mellow mascot too oh no I do you really transform transform to the bee a bee yeah well I took it really seriously um and I I I mean that's what I got my letterman jacket in (laughs) wow wow you're laughing at me at this (laughs) I loved it it's so funny <laughs> and, and yeah, and then like, I forget, like, so I like to dance, and I like to, you know, if there's like a wedding or if there's like a dance party, I'm gonna dance. Yeah. But you have to you make big 
movements. Yes. Right. <laughs> right, right. You're like so flagging the plane still, right now. Yeah. I'm still, when I dance, I You've still do it. huge movements because oh, I'm God, so used honey. to like. How long did you mascot? Oh, all, like all four years. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's a dedication. No I thought I was going to be, not in my small town. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to be for sure like a professional mascot. Really? Really? Yeah, when I moved to Chicago, I was like, how do I get, get to be the Chicago Bulls mascot? Oh, that oh, is wow. amazing. <laughs> do you know? Is it like, is it its own world? I think it's its world own or? world. Yeah. And I think like professional mascots have to know like gymnastics and yeah. Yeah. like Probably. cool things. Well, you must certainly, you have the background. <laughs> You've experienced you. it all. Before you go, I just want to say also, you're. Oh, am I leaving? <laughs> well, shortly. We have another mascot coming in. Okay. <laughs> it's Before a night of mascots. Yes, okay. But I want to say, you're. Your mom is so funny. The videos you'd make with your mom on Instagram. I can't wait to go home. Are so funny. Does she, I have to ask, like, is she in on the bit or does she, or this, is this just like candid? Sometimes no, sometimes yes. The not in issues bit started off where she didn't know what was going on and right. I upset her. That was and my then I guess. Kept going. Can you explain it a little bit, Elliot? I'll let, well, ever you. Remember. I mean, yes, I'll ever explain it. It's your videos. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when I go home, I get my mom. Well, like your so, accent comes out, which I love too. I know. Sorry. Don't um, apologize. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I um, I forgot what I did to set my mom off, but I did something, and it became an issue. And it was I do remember it was in a parking lot, and my dad was I like my dad had the phone. Sometimes I'll have the phone, and because I was like, hey, I'm gonna like rile mom up, <laughs> and um. <laughs> I'll piss her off for a second. And yeah, we just started this thing where it's like, it's not an issue. And then she'll be like, it is an issue ever. It's an issue. It's a big issue. And we used to have this huge blowout in a parking lot. And the only words that were screamed at each other were, it's, it's, not, a, a, it's, not, an it's not an issue. Or it is an issue. Um, and then... It, since then, we've taken it to public I, places. I love it. It's like it's it's just feels so real and it's so funny and it's can't it's in a parking lot. I, I everything oh, about so it. Oh, so she's in on it. Now she's in on it. Not the first time, but, but now. now we'll do it like in antique so stores and shout Texas. to each other. It's not an issue. And she, <laughs> yeah, that's so. Funny. But she's, she's, a, so she's a natural improviser. Truly, yeah. she's I need so to see funny. This. Oh, I mean, so I don't know if it's a thing, but like my mom, my mom is naturally hilarious. Yeah. His mom is yeah. naturally hilarious. Must be a mom thing. Maybe it's a yeah. mom thing. When they have a queer kid, they they, they level up. I gotta cope. I don't know what's wrong with your mom. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, your mom's very ever. funny. This was so. You have sufficiently killed me. I have yeah. expended oh, so many you. calories laughing at you in a. We costume. love you and your hair and yes. your jokes we and your mom. Where can people follow you on the interwebs? Um, you can follow me on Instagram ever e v e r. Like, by the way, that is my real name yeah i love like that everyone name. is like that's not your real name it it's is my <laughs> <laughs> it's my name uh uh pit vipers at... <laughs> no it's um ever maynard m-a-i-n-a-r-d on twitter and instagram and then i don't really have a tiktok do you guys do tiktok no, no. okay thank god i yeah, was like am i sorry. supposed to do this brent doesn't no. know what tiktok is it's fine it's like lizzo just don't worry about don't it do <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I. That's where you can find it, and that's where you can find the not an issue videos. I can't and, wait. And pictures of your hair. Yeah, and, and pictures of my the hair. The bumblebee outfit. Maybe sometimes. Please put some. that in there. There is. I think there's one photo of me where, for cheerleading, we got big buttons that yeah. we could give to our families, and it's me. <laughs> oh, oh by the God. way, I wore jinkos. I did have rogue hair. Yes. Throughout the end of high school. Oh. 
So it was like bleached yeah. and then red. But then I also wore like chains from Hot Topic oh, yeah. and spikes sure, while yeah. still being in the mascot suit. So. <laughs> and straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah. Thank you, Everett. Thank you for having me at a blast. Good. And another thing. It recently came to my attention that Garth Brooks, of all people, was a, as I call him, a surprise LGBT ally. He won a 1993 GLAAD Award, media, media Award, for the lyrics of a song that he wrote, uh, We Shall Be Free. He showed support for <clears throat> same-sex attractions in an interview in 1999 and sang a duet with George Michael in 2000. But what, is, is he, a homo? <laughs> but this is, it's all... While he's a country music star, yeah. and this is the this is the one of the early... biggest, probably the biggest yeah. in the country. Yeah. yeah, this was the early, not early, obviously early to mid yeah. mid nineties. There are clips of gay icons that aren't as comfortable with homosexuality. What's the one you after love? This Bette Midler, right? I'm the one, I I love the this. CNN I love interview? the CNN interview with yeah. with Bette Midler, who I, whom I I like. She just kind of flubs an answer <laughs> in two thousand three on gay marriage, and huh. it's just yeah. surprising that. She couldn't have been like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Right. But Bette Midler felt uncomfortable right, saying— Right, but Garth Brooks yeah, but, but, but won Garth an award. Brooks, um, Garth Brooks, I guess, had a lesbian sister or stepsister mm-hmm. or something. Um, as always, I'm vaguely researched, but uh, <laughs> that he kind of credits for his openness. Yeah. But it, it got me to an interesting place where I was like, I wonder if it would be a fun discussion to talk about what I call surprising allies, which is to say people who you wouldn't necessarily would think— were gay friendly or came from a certain profession or spiritual background in which they had nothing to gain from standing up for the LGBT community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside of, you know, being a good person. Megan McCain got I don't know why you would put her first, but <laughs> Well, because she recently She's probably was... the most uh popular example now. And she's the closest mm-hmm. to our age. Yeah. That's yeah. She yeah. she's a Republican obviously, but um she recently got an award I think it might – oh, God. I don't remember what where the award was given, but it was for gay rights and, and pride and, and re- representation so much so that she was given the award by two of the queens from Drag Race. You know, can mm. I can I speak to this? Yes, of course. Oh, boy. Megan McCain, yeah, it's great that she supports the gay community. That's great. Love yeah. it. But another part of it feels like – I hate to say it, but that annoying – you know, person who's like, let's go shopping when they find out someone's gay. It's like there's a there's a tokenization that I, I I I have no examples of it with her, but I just it doesn't feel incredibly genuine. It feels more like they she just wants to go shopping with us rather than. Well, actually, I don't know if we have proof of that. I, but, I don't, yeah, but it, I don't, I don't, and I'm alluding I, I get to a lot. We all have hunches, but it's like right, right, you know right. the thing she's saying, I love my gays, and it's like maybe just say you love your friends. Right. I, I, <laughs> but, I mean, for a Republican, I mean, you know. I, I, think that's, I don't, that's not an excuse anymore. For a Republican, you can be borderline offensive. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that's borderline offensive. I just think it's kind of outdated. You would be so offensive if someone was like, let's go shopping when they find out you're gay. Yeah, just In fact, you would them. text us immediately being like, you leave this bitch. <laughs> well, Marie Osmond was, was shocked me. But, yeah. of course, it turned out that she has a gay daughter. Right. Yeah. Marlon Wayans. Right. Brent's one. One. Why of are Brent's, you surprised by Marlon Wayans? I just would never, because the Wayans brothers movies were pretty heteronormative. Yeah. Alan. Pretty, pretty. You in, know, traditionally patriarchal but, and made fun of women and gay people. But and wasn't wasn't one of the Wayans in the scary movie? Because that's a Marlon Wayans thing, like scary movie. Well, that was that was like, always done as a joke. Sean Wayans' yeah. character, which was a personal torture to me, mm. was always portrayed so as like, hot. oh, he's so hot. so hot. 
Why was but it? Wait, wait, why what, was it upsetting to you? Because they were always just making fun of the gay character. He was always oh. re- in all those movies rumored to be gay, and it was just very pejorative. I guess he was in Requiem for a Dream, right? Marlon no, was. That was Marlon. Marlon. Yeah. You love Marlon. You don't Marlon, care about yeah. Sean because Sean's beefy. Yeah, Mar- yeah, Marlon's the hot one. Wait, what? Did he, what did he say about his gay daughter? He loves her oh. and supports her. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, I do Tammy love the, Faye Baker. Can I talk on her? Because I yeah, please sure love I Tammy Faye Baker. I have loved her for so long. I remember. I mean, this is my segment, but uh... <laughs> I like how you think of it as your <laughs> segment, <laughs> even though there are three people on a podcast. Wait, I don't um, get it. So she was a t- she and wait, her husband were televangelists. Right? <laughs> she should probably talk I'm right I'm now. Uh, no, so yeah, she they were a televangelist, but she even when she was a televangelist, she 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 made a point. There's a great World of Wonder documentary on this on her. Um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh yes. Um, but she she great. had did a really interesting thing during her televangelist years, where she would make a point of talking about HIV/AIDS and and saying that it is the Christian duty to you know be with someone while they're sick and to help them and to yeah. take them in. And so she really went out of her way to try to not so much as a political act, but as a as a Christian. <clears throat> Humane act. Yeah. What that, was there a reason? Like, was was there someone or something that? No, I don't think. I think it was I, I, just the way she was. I mean, she hmm. was she was one of those people that she didn't really come from politics. She came from just helping your fellow man. And in my in many ways, I think she's like what Christianity is supposed to be. Yeah, you know. Uh, but she then years later, after the, everything happened with oh, her yeah. husband Oof. and the affairs and money and everything, um, she her and Jim J. Bullock. Had a yeah. talk show that I right. remember being obsessed with. Oh my god! Because it was right. such a weird, fun, that is stupid a show. Weird. Think about that. Tammy Faye Baker, a, you know, a open-minded evangel- yeah. evangelist, and the gayest man <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I Jim forgot Jay about that. And the reason she's still influencing today because the whole reason why on Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race, even though she died and tragic death too of cancer, she looked horrible at the okay. end. <laughs> um, she did. She went on CNN like days, oh, tough. No, like yeah, days rough. before she died, and yeah. she just looked like a skeleton and it was so hard to see but um, uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race the reason why they do puppets is because of her because during her TV days when she was a Christian evangelist she she had puppet shows that's how they started it started as children's theater and she would do all these weird puppets and she would always say everybody loves puppets and so RuPaul who loves loves Tammy Faye Baker adapted that into RuPaul's Drag Race and that's why they do a puppet segment during the competition She she was a puppeteer. That's how they started. They got their they got their start in children's television doing oh, wow. puppetry stuff. Oh, that's and so dark that they pivoted to. I mean, <laughs> it was always it was it was. I think it was on a Christian network. Yeah, I mean, it was always Christian. You know, <laughs> I've always thought about how how much money I could make if I pretended I was like an evangelist. You mm. thought about that? Yeah, I've, I mean, I I don't know anything about the Bible, so I don't think I would get very far. I don't but think I, do they know think I can act Bible. very smarmy. You should yeah. read the Bible; and, it's interesting. Yeah, well, someone who's as smart as you, I'll you're not going to pass I'll read the, the Wikipedia SATs. page. <laughs> not, who um, put Warren Beatty on here? Me. That surprised me because I don't Laura think Laura Bush. I don't think yeah, Laura Bush is that I think qualifies well, as a surprising ally. But Warren, Warren Beatty wouldn't surprise. He is Shirley MacLaine's his sister. Yeah, but Laura, but Warren Warren and Annette have a trans daughter son. Son yeah. called his son uh, Warren called his son Stephen, who's a trans activist, his hero. I say I'm surprised just because Warren Beatty seems so mm, old school. Old but school. he's 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 classically liberal. He he's dated liberal. Madonna. He's very very liberal, and like he's had sex with probably everyone. There's that there's that line in the Office where Creed's talking about sex in the seventies, how he had sex with hundreds of people. He's like, <laughs> who knows? Some, a man might have slipped in there, and that's how that's what I think of Warren Beatty. You yeah. know what Wait, I mean? so he's basically. 
the Elliot Glazer. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. He has sat on forty dicks tonight. Yeah. Warren Beatty. I don't want to think about Warren Beatty. Warren bottoming. Beatty's Dick Tracy. <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Actually, it doesn't faze me when people eat on podcasts. I think you should do it more when Alan's talking. <laughs> oh, she would say that. My Aunt Anne would say, of course, Barney Frank, Jew. <laughs> my, my Aunt Anne would say, you know, my, I've, I've been outed as well. As a chocolate lover. <laughs> Chocoholic. I want the Chocoholics. Uh. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Network.